Amen. So we are speaking this morning about faith and friends. But we had an awesome time last week. We had a guest speaker, Pastor Tommy Shuta, and he spoke about the definition of faith, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we had a beautiful time. He spoke in season as we were on a seven-day fast regarding what he was specifically speaking about. And he didn't know that we were on a fast regarding the word that he would preach. So God just spoke into our lives last week and into our ministry. And I thank him for that. But turn with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. We will be reading from verse 1 to verse 5 mark chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 5 mark chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 5 i also just want to say i i appreciate the rest that I could take last week in terms of preaching, but we are continuing this morning with faith. The Word of God declares, if you have it, say amen. amen. The Word of God declares in Mark chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 5, and I'm reading from the ESV. And when Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even, to, not even at the door. And Jesus was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening they led down the bed on which the paralytic lay and when jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven Amen. god bless the reading of his word Amen. father have your way in jesus name amen, amen. now it is often said that show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. And that is a common statement in our society, isn't it? Show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. And there's so much truth in that statement. Because that statement contains truth regarding negative circles and positive circles show me your friends and i'll tell you who you are now now we often grow into circles and later again we grow out of circles and then we grow into new circles and these are normally cycles that take place in our lives but we constantly find ourselves in circles we constantly find ourselves in circles and then there are some circles that you didn't ask for like family you are born into certain circles yes. 
So we we always find ourselves in circles. However, the important part of us finding ourselves within circles is the influencing of the circle. So it's not so much the circle, but it is the influencing of the circle. And what is influence? Influence is the capacity to have an impact on the character, development, and behavior of someone. So when we look at circle, you will see a circle and you will immediately see the character of a person, the development of a person, and the behavior of that individual. So the influencing of the circle is critical for your character, your development, and your behavior. And the truth is, many has died in certain circles, and many has lived. The truth is, many became broke financially in certain circles, and others became rich. The truth is, many cried in certain circles, and many had joy. Many became wicked in certain circles, but many became righteous. And it is critical that you understand today that the circles and their influence has to do with your character, your development and your behavior. Because it's either you will die or you will live. It's either you will end up broke or you will be financially stable. It's either you will become more wicked or you will become more righteous. It's either you will have joy or you will have tears. And having said that, your circle that you ride with plays a critical part in who you may have been, who you have become, or who you will become in the future. And so does family, because it's a circle. And I believe it was Miles Monroe who said it so perfectly. He said a leader chooses his friends based on his destination. A leader chooses his friends based on his destination. And I believe this, this principle is not only applicable to leaders, but it is critical for life in general. That you choose your friends based on your destination. Because it is easy to quote Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and say, we ride together, Amen. we die together. Because we all know, you choose your friends based on your destination. And, and, and when it comes to faith in God first, one of the most difficult challenges that you will find in pursuing God Is to shake a circle. I'm, 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 I'm telling you the truth. 
today. I know what I'm talking about. One of the biggest challenges that you will have in your life in pursuing the, the will of God is to shake a circle. Because your circle will often dictate where you are going. Because we, we've become cowards to our own lives and we fail to make our own choices because we follow the circle. And when it comes to faith in God first, it is challenging to shake your circle. So I'm saying to you today, never underestimate the influence of your circle. Whoever your circle is, never underestimate the influence they have over you. In fact, I'm saying to you, never underestimate the influence of an ungodly circle. Because you may think they have no power over you, but I guarantee you they have influence over you. You, you may console yourself to a point where you say, they have nothing on me, I make my own choices, I guarantee you, as soon as they peep, peep, two times before your door, you'll run. Yes. I'm telling you, they have influence over you. Never underestimate the influence of an ungodly circle. And I'm telling you today, one of the biggest fights in pursuing God and His will is your will to choose Him instead of your circle. Mm. Yes, okay. Because the truth is who you roll with matters. Mm. Who, who you are committed to counts. Mm. And who you get your counsel from <laughs> is critical. Because circles produce counsel. Yes. They tell you what they think and what you should do with your life. And who you roll with matters. If you never thought that it actually mattered, I'm telling you today, it matters. And some of us, the truth is we could have been blessed so much by God a long time ago, but we are not able to shake the circle. Yes. Some of us, even if you listen online, we're supposed to be rich by now. And there's nothing wrong with money. The love for money is the root of all evil. Yeah. You were supposed to be a wealthy person by now, influencing and pushing the will of God, but you failed to shake the circle that you've been sitting with for 10 years. And sometimes we are so blind. They drive with nice cars and golf sevens and whatever. And we are still the same person sitting left-handed with the glass in our hands going nowhere slowly and all the person who's driving the vehicle does because you want when i pull up that's all excited because i'm there i'm telling you who you who you roll with matters in fact, if, if you want to help your children, teach them this principle now. Yeah. Who, who they walk with and who they roll with matters. If you want to help your children, teach them this principle now. Don't wait until they become 18 and how you want to scream in the house and say, ah, why are you doing this? Why? You were supposed to do that while they were like this. 
<laughs> and if you fail to do it with them, teach their children. Amen. Teach their children. You say, yeah, man, I know what it is to walk with the wrong or to find myself in the wrong circle. Who you walk with matters. Because faith and friends has a lot to do with each other. It is real. And it comes with two options. The circle who refuses to believe and the circle who chooses to believe. It comes with two options. And you will choose which one is beneficial to you. The one who refuses to believe in the Christ or the one who chooses to believe in the Christ. For, for, for I'm telling you, I guarantee you today, when you move with lukewarm Christians, you will become an inconsistent Christian. Christians that, 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 that they've not made up their minds yet. I'm, I'm, I'm neither hot nor cold. If you roll with them, I guarantee you, you will become inconsistent soon. And therefore you choose. I love what God said. He said, I put before you a heaven, a life and death, heaven and a, you choose, not I, you choose. So it's important. Who will you choose? Or are we so used to walking with the inconsistent Christian circle? Hmm? A part-time circle. When it comes to God, we are part-time Christians and not in this full-time. If we could only see God the way we seek a full-time job. Because when we look for jobs and we see contract, boom, nah, uh, I want something that is permanent. Why don't you roll with a circle that seeks impermanence and not part-time? We move with lukewarm Christians constantly, you will become an inconsistent Christian. You see, when you move with doubting religious Christians, you will become unstable. What did you expect? Hmm? You, you expect to, to hear the Holy Spirit, but your circle is so full of doubt. You expect to have faith that moves mountains, but your circle doesn't believe in faith that moves mountains. So what do you expect? Because they have some type of influence over you somehow. Hmm? In fact, we live in an era now where it's, it's the generation of yeah, pastors, I don't trust them. I don't trust the pastors of the church. I don't and, and, and they are so determined to help you backslide. Yes. And if you're not careful, you might walk away from someone who God really sent you. Because of an opinion of someone who stands at a nightclub every weekend with the glass. Who has no interest in God. 
In fact, I'm saying to you today, the following scripture is how most ungodly circles operate. Genesis 3 verse 1 says, from verse 1 to verse 4, now the serpent, referring to the devil, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, listen to this, he said to the woman, the woman already knew the commandment of God, do not eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. But the serpent said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the tree of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. This is how most of those circles operate. Because the Bible already gave you a blueprint for your life and it's to your benefit. So the Bible says that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. But the circle says, did God actually say that you shouldn't do that? Listen to, listen to the enemy, how he works. He doesn't come directly to Eve and say, ah, he said, he, he, he fills her mind with doubt and he says, did God, did God actually say you, you, you shouldn't? So, so this is how they operate those type of circles. When you've made up your mind and you say, I'm pursuing Christ, they ask you the question, but is this actually real? Hmm? I'm questioning everything. Is Christianity actually a real thing? The Bible says this is going to be destructive for your life. And just like the serpent said to her, you shall not surely die. The circle speaks to you and the circle says not going to happen. It's not really destructive. What you're doing is not really destructive for your life. The Bible is a historic book. Do, do you know how many times the Bible has been translated? Is it actually beware of certain circles they will take you from faith to doubt in a minute and therefore today we are sitting with addicted people broken families mothers and fathers who are crying because of their children because the experiment started in a circle the experiment started, uh, I'm telling you now, most people who are addicted to substance abuse, it started in a circle. Yeah. Not someone who sat in their room watching TV and said, let me try out drugs. It started with the influence of someone that said, let's try this out. Let, let's mix this with that. And later you find yourself addicted because it all started in a circle where influence was key. You see, your circle has been the voice 
of the devil and I don't know who this is for even online your circle has been the voice of the devil too long in your life and it's time for you to leave because you are the one losing you are the one that's going nowhere but you are loyal to people who are taking you nowhere what are we doing with our lives loyal to the voice of Satan isn't it time for us to leave certain circles choose your circle wisely choose your circle wisely the Bible meant it when it said bad company corrupts good character but I also know there are good company that shapes character and it is found in the text that we read earlier you see you 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 will have to make a choice at the end of the day and no one's going to make it for you you will have to make the choice at the end of the day and the one will destroy your faith or the one will build it you decide The word of God gives us a beautiful picture in Mark chapter 2 that we read about circles that build faith. Circles who build your faith. The Bible says when Jesus returned to Capernaum, and this was after him doing ministry in Galilee, he returned to Capernaum and the Bible says a lot of people gathered because by this time they already knew what Jesus could do, who he was and what he was capable of in terms of miracles, signs and wonders. And the people gathered at the specific house he returned to. And it says the house was so full that some of them were inside, some of them were outside. And it was so full, but Jesus continued to preach the word. And what I love about Jesus, he was never moved by the popularity of crowds. Yeah. But he understood his mandate. You see, crowds and circles is something else. If you are always moved by it. And may God help me as, as a pastor. Never to be moved by popularity. You see, this concept of I'm a celebrity pastor, it's, it's nonsense. Because we are here to serve you. So, so may God help me that I never get to a point where I become a popular pastor because of crowds. But may I be moved by crowds accepting Jesus as Lord and And the word of God says, and they came and they brought to Jesus a paralytic carried by four men. Now they brought this paralytic to Jesus in order that Jesus may give him healing. Now the Bible doesn't clearly say if they were his immediate circle or they were his close friends. But what I can tell you today is what we can learn from four men carrying this man is that the correct circles will have the best entrance, the best interest of you accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen. 
They, they carried him to Christ. In fact, the four men took him to Jesus because they believed that Christ had the peace that he needed. I'm saying to you that godly circles will take you to Christ, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through the church, but they will make sure they take you to Christ because they know that there is peace that you need and that is only Christ who can give you that peace. In fact, they, they had the faith that this man's life can be transformed and changed by Christ only. And that's what godly circles have. They have the faith to believe that God can change your life for the better. Amen. Instead of leaving you for dead, they don't mind carrying you and taking you to the Christ. And how often we reject these circles and we give ourselves to circles who leave us for dead. Yes. You've been sitting there every weekend and they keep on gossiping about you when you walk away. Yes. What are you doing to yourself? Unnecessary depression and stress. Mm. You, and, and I know we all know this. You know that you've been in some circles or you are still in some circles where you are even fearful to get up to go and pee. Yes. Because you don't know what they will say about you in the next minute. Because you know as soon as you move away, Am I talking about real people? Yet? How long will we be slaves to circles that doesn't have the best interest for our lives? Your loyalty to the circle that is ungodly will be your loyalty to Yah. The Bible says when they could not get near Christ because it was full, it was packed, they went to the roof and they made a hole in the roof so that they can go through and get this man to the Christ. And I'm saying to you that godly circles are never afraid to make positive changes in order that you may benefit. You see, ungodly circles will consistently push you to the pit of hell. But godly circles know what it is to say, I'm going to make a positive change even if I have to dug a hole in a roof, but this man needs peace. Yes. Or this woman needs peace. In fact, they, they cut themselves, they are so used to cutting themselves short with certain things in their lives that you may inherit eternal lives. That you may inherit eternal life. I'm talking here about people, circles that know what it means that Christ died for them on a cross, sacrificial love, and they are willing to sacrifice themselves for you. Just so that you can get to the Christ. They are willing to make adjustments that you may be safe and that your life may change. You know what I 
what I admire about Pastor David, and he's not here with us this morning. And we continue to keep him in prayer. You know what I admire about him? He has a problem in terms of back pains. But when I said to him, this is the vision, he said, sacrificial love. He took the paintbrush and he said, let's do this. And I'm saying to you, godly circles will have the best interest for you. It's not what they benefit, but it is us getting to the Christ together. Eternal life. They, they opened a roof for this man's healing. And I'm saying to you today, find a circle that's willing to open the roof that you might find the Christ. The Bible says, and when Jesus saw, this is beautiful, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven. The scripture doesn't say when Jesus saw the paralytic's faith. Oh. It says all of them, when he saw their faith, the whole circle. When he saw their faith, he said to that man, son, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Jesus went immediately to the root of the problem. His sin has been a result of him being in the condition he was. And I had a conversation with someone at work who said to me, someone shot his cousin just because they had an argument about parking, a cock lifestyle. And he shot him in the head from the back. And this person's reasoning was, it was my cousin's time, and I said, never. Mm. Never. Mm. <laughs> Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. You see, certain things are a result of sin. And I said to him, you can't say it's your cousin's time because someone else was sinning. Someone murdered him. And you see how, how messed up our sermons has been at funerals. It was everyone's time. If, if that is the case, then God would have said it was Abel's time. <laughs> when Cain killed, kill, Cain killed Abel. Abel. So, so there's no such thing. In fact, God said to, to, to Cain, he should do what? He should rule over sin. So, so, so. Certain things are a result of sin. And I'm telling you now, your circle is important. And certain things are as a result of sin. You see, the circle that he had now, they carried him to the Christ. And I'm saying to you today that your circle plays a huge role in your faith and your salvation. I'm concluding. Your, your friendship circle can, can either destroy your faith or it can build your faith. These guys, they built that man's faith. They took him to the Christ. Your circle can either destroy your faith or it can build 
your faith and you choose today where you want to sit. Now I want to just read the scripture as part of the conclusion. Listen to David in Psalm 1. Very first Psalm. David says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. It's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing if you do not walk in the... You wanted to be blessed all your life and you've been wondering why certain things God is keeping it away from you. It's a blessing if you do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He says, blessed is the man. Women. When he says man, he refers to everyone. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the way of the Lord, and on his law, on God's word, he meditates day and night. I've heard people say, yeah, but the thing is, uh, I, sometimes I'm just bored, I don't know what to do. Because I'm so used to being with the circle. The Bible says, David says, your delight will be in the law of the Lord. On his law, he meditates day and night. Find yourself in the word. Don't be afraid to be alone. Find yourself in the word. He is like a tree. You see, the person who, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not weather, whether it's winter or summer, because it's planted in the river. In all that he does, listen to this, in all that this person does that sits not in the circle of scoffers, David says he prospers. And some of you have been wondering why you are not successful yet. It's because of your circles. Then he says, the wicked are not so. The wicked are not so as this man, but are like the shaft that the wind drives away. The shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And I'm ending by saying, choose wisely. Choose where you are going to sit from now on. Shall we pray?